Let the church say amen. Come on, you guys can do better than that. Let the church say amen. Amen. We're excited, man. We are excited. We are excited. We're excited. I'm, I'm tasked um, with, the, with the task of speaking a word um, into the lives of our graduates. But I struggled this week um, because as I prayed and I asked God what was it that he wanted me to share, I wanted the, a word that would not allow the rest of those of you who were not seated on the row of the graduates um, to turn your ears off because we've labeled this as Graduate Sunday. Okay. Um, so I, I pray for a word that would not only speak to the class of 1999 and high school, college, or wherever it was that they graduated from, but I wanted a word that I could speak, and it would speak to class of 1974, that could speak to the class of 1986, that could speak to the class of 1999, that could speak to the class of 2002, a class, it could speak to whatever class it is that uh, assembled here uh, this morning, because I believe that God has a word not only for them, but a word for you guys as well. Is that all right? Amen. So we want to do something. We want to challenge. I, I was praying this week, and I, I, I used to struggle early on, and I was like, okay, God, um, most of the times when you were talking to your disciples, you told them to do something awesome, um, amazing, um, courageous, and, and, and I was struggling with one, and I think it's John chapter number 14, verse number 14. He was talking to his disciples, and he said, greater works than these shall you do, because I go to my Father. And I was thinking, I was like, now... I can speak pretty decently, but I, I don't know if I can raise the dead. <laughs> you know, I, I can swim, but I, I don't think I can walk on water. So I struggled with um, him saying, greater works than these shall you do because I go to my father. And so I was praying all week, Kathy, and I was like, okay, God, what do you mean by that? What, what was Jesus saying when he said that this generation of people were going to be able to do something great? And I realized that God has given us so many gifts that if we leverage them for God's glory, then there are some things that we can do that are outrageous. So all of my college kids, like college kids, they don't use Facebook anymore. Most of them use Twitter. Any of my college kids got a Twitter account? All right, so nobody did his. All right, so let's do something real quick. Older people are going to show you how we can do greater work. So if you got a Twitter account, even if you're an adult and you have a Twitter account, you can do this with me. Go pull up your Twitter account real quick. Come on. I asked Ian if you were wondering what I was asking him. I asked him if he was going to school to be a model. I saw that picture, and I was like, dude. All right, so, so let's go to Twitter real quick. So you can send out a tweet within a split second that can travel literally around every corner of the globe. So when Jesus was walking and he went to these different places, he had to travel and they had to gather the people. And when they gathered the people, he spoke into that group and then he had to travel to another place and speak into that group. But how many of you know God has given us a, such a precious gift by way of technology that we can literally send a message that can go all around the world? So everybody that has Facebook or Twitter, I want you to do this greater work. The greater work is Jesus went to this place and had to go to another place, but we can send something all around the world at the push of a button. So I, I want us to do something. I want you to send out a tweet or post on your Facebook status that God is amazing. Come on, do that real quick. God is amazing. God is amazing. And just that quick, he's proven how we can do greater works. We, we don't have to travel anywhere. We can sit right here in the comfort of Ember, and we can revolutionize the world by simply leveraging something that the world tries to demonize. Because, you know, you listen to certain people, they'll say, man, that technology stuff, that's the devil. And no, no, if you use it for the glory of God, you can do something that can change lives. Amen? All right, so you sent your tweet out. You're supposed to say, yeah. All right, cool. 
All right, so this morning I want to speak to you guys. I'm not going to be long, but I, I want to speak to you. Pastor Kevin was talking about three battles, and I want to talk about three places where God has um, given us some invaluable instructions or insight and different stories that if we uh, take time to listen to the uh, the the, the um, the meat of the stories, then just like our graduates that are getting ready to go and conquer the world, those of us that have been stagnant can go and do the same. All right, so let's go to Matthew chapter number 28. Many of you guys have already seen it. You know it. You can quote it by heart. Matthew chapter number 28. Matthew chapter 28. Uh, it's, it's, it's a scripture, and they, they call it, I remember growing up, they would always talk about the Great Commission. So I want to read this to you, and after I read this, I want to take you to three places in the Bible um, and give you a little bit of insight, and then we'll get ready to get out of here, all right? Matthew chapter number 28, verse number 18. Let's start at 16, because I think 16, um, it helps a lot of us that are in a different graduating class than 19, uh, 2019, all right? So verse number uh, 16, it says, And then the eleven disciples, they left from Galilee, going into the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. So you got these 11 disciples. Now, it's funny because many people think, and if you listen to the wrong person, they'll cause you to think that if you're not uh, ready to move right at a moment's notice, that you don't love God. They'll think that if you made a mistake that you don't love God. But it's funny here that it, it says, Cole, it says that um, the 11 that went, they saw him, they worshiped him, but then some of them still doubted. But yet all of them were still labeled as being disciples. So that's a lot to chew on. So I'm going to let that radiate and, and marinate with you guys because some of us that are sitting here right now, we want to serve God, but we know we've made some mistakes and we're listening to what people have said to us throughout the years. And we think that the mistakes that we've made has disqualified us from following God. But I believe that God has shown us so clearly in this scripture that you're going to make mistakes, you're going to stumble, but it never changes your name. The first song that they sung, they said, he knows my name. He, he, he knows when you fall short of his glory. He, he still knows you, and he doesn't change your name because of the mistakes that you may make. So to my graduates, you, you're going to leave out of here, and you're going to try to do everything that God has called you to do, but guess what? You're going to make a mistake. Don't be like some of us who have allowed our mistakes to define the rest of our lives. Okay, that should have helped somebody behind the graduates. Some of us are sitting here right now, and we remember the mistake that we made, and because of that mistake, we're afraid of moving forward or going for, uh, for it because everybody around us constantly reminds us of the mistake that we made. And, and, and so I want to take this opportunity to speak into the graduates and say, listen, you're going to make mistakes. Listen, I made a ton of them, but yet I'm... So... If you notice, when Pastor Kevin called us, I got to pause it. When you called us up here, there was a lovely young lady standing to my left. That was my wife. And when I said I made a lot of them, she started laughing. <laughs> you weren't supposed to laugh. But, 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 but many of us have made these mistakes, but it doesn't negate that God has called us to do greater works. He, he, he's called us to do greater works. And the, the, the fact of the matter is, if you're committed to what God has called you to, then nobody, no situation can cause you to move. I was praying about this, and what I realized about God is this. Everything that God makes, it moves. 
I, I, I was praying earlier this week when Pastor Kevin asked me to preach, and I was like, okay. I remember growing up, and, and, and I remember uh, my father, you know, they would always say things like, um, in life there's only two things that are certain. That's death and taxes. <laughs> and, and, and I remember um, when I, I got into the Word, and there was somebody named Enoch who said he, he, he asked God to allow him to transition and not experience death. Anybody remember that part of the Bible? So that wipes away that death is certain. For if you read further on, it says that when he cracks the sky, those that, that are here that are in God, they're going to be caught up to meet him in the sky. So uh, not getting deep in theology, but, but, but I believe that some of us are going to be walking and believing in God when he comes to receive us back into himself. And so maybe we may not have to experience death as they know it. So, so that, that, that begs to differ. And so then taxes, we know that if you know the right people and know the right things, you can kind of get around taxes. But, but, but the only thing... Now, I don't advise that to anybody. <laughs> You'll go to jail. That's what Brentley just said. But one thing that I found out that is certain is changes. Me and my wife, we, we, we bought a house over 15 years ago, and we've stayed at the same location, but she's upgraded the kitchen. So it changed. You know, the mark that wasn't in, on the wall in my boy's room, it wasn't there 15 years ago. Now it's there. So it changed. It's, many of us are still handsome, and we're, we're, we're still handsome, but we're not as handsome as we used to be. And, and, and so we changed. And so young people, don't be afraid of change. There are some people right now that are sitting in here who God has called them to do great things, but it requires them to have to change some things about them, and they're afraid of moving. Genesis chapter number 20, there was a man by the name Abram, and he, he, he heard a word from God who said, Abram, I need you to get up, and I need you to leave from your mother and your father's house and go into a land that I'll show you. And think about this. So he, he had to leave the very thing that was constant in his life. He, he was in an environment where he had aged a little bit, and, and now God is saying, I'm needing you to leave and go to another place that's going to be different from anything you've ever seen. And the thing about Abram is he said, uh, Lord, I'll go. Don't be hesitant, graduates, that, that when God begins to call you to something in your life, you be afraid to go because it doesn't look like what your parents' situations look like. So some of us that are sitting in here right now, God has called us to do something, but because nobody around us has ever done it, we're still sitting stagnant 20 years later. We, 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 we've developed relationships and friendships in, in my mother and my father's land, and, and God is calling me to go to another land, but I'm so caught up in my friends and wondering, is anybody going to like me over there? What, what is it going to be like when I go over there? What, what, what do I have to deal with when I go over there? So many of us have gotten to a place that we've became stagnant because we don't want to accept that certain things in life just simply have to change. So in life, graduates, I'm telling you, and even adults alike, listen, now it's time for you to get up and go. So uh, Amy's going to text me tomorrow. She's going to say, uh, Pastor D, what's the title of your message? And I forgot to give it to you. But the title of my message is this. You were born to go. You were born to go. Adults that are sitting there who hadn't went anywhere in the last 20 years, God's saying it's time to go. 
It's time to go and start the business. It's it's time to go into that neighborhood and and tell somebody your testimony. Don't be ashamed of the mistakes that you made. Go into that place and tell somebody, listen, the mistakes that I've made, listen, if you make something a little bit different, if you change some of your choices, then I can promise you that your outcome that you're going to receive is going to be drastically different because I had to bear the cross. So you ought to nudge your neighbor and say you were born to go. Yeah, you, you, you were born to go. You got to get up and move. And, and, and so I, I don't have time for the sto- rest of the story, but, but I, I want to make this deposit as it relates to uh, Abram. The Bible says that God gave him a word. And he said that if you're obedient to going where I've called you to, there's a promise. And I'll bless you. And I'll bless those that bless you. And I'll curse those that curse you. I'll make your name as bigger than the numbers in the sky. So I, I want to release something prophetically over the lives of some of our elders that are sitting in here. You've been missing out on some blessings because you've been afraid to go. So what it doesn't feel comfortable. So what is not normal? You got to go. You've you, you stayed stagnant too long. And now it's time for you to make up in your mind, if I really want the promises of God, I'm going to leave my mother and father's land and I'm going to go into a place that even if it doesn't seem familiar, I'm going to go and I'm going to pitch a tent there. I'm going to rest there and say, God, whatever it is that you have for me in this place, I I know if you sent me here, you're going to provide for me here. Somebody say amen. The next place that I, I, I want to pitch a tent for just a few minutes is, is, is talking about judges. In the book of Judges, there's, there's one of my friends by the name of Gideon, and Gideon was a, a, a strange character. Gideon was somebody that that reminded me of myself, Chris, early on in my life because I heard so many people talk about my flaws and my imperfections. And so when God had called me to do some some, some pretty cool things, I, I was afraid of doing it because I didn't have confidence in myself. And so now for my graduates, what I want to tell you is this. Don't allow what people around you have said. Don't allow those things to paralyze you and cause you to have to stay where you are. God spoke to uh, Gideon. He said, uh, Gideon, you, you, you mighty man of valor. I need you to get up. Pastor Kevin spoke prophetically, and he spoke directly into the lives of all of our young people. And he said, listen, you're no longer boys and girls. You're a man. You're a woman. You're not what they said. You're a woman. You're a man. And what that means is this. What that means is this. God is now calling you to a higher level. God is calling you to walk in the fullness of who you are. Gideon, when he heard this word, God spoke. He said, Gideon, you mighty man of valor, get up. And Gideon said, who are you talking to? Gideon said, watch this. Gideon said, I'm I'm the weakest in my clan. I'm the smallest in our whole group. I, 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 I can't go do anything awesome. But God has told you in the first in the New Testament, he said, greater works than these shall you do. You can't do greater works if you're still doubting yourself. You have to have confidence in yourself. And watch this. More importantly, confidence in the one that calls you. No, don't worry about what they say. I, I, I remember as a kid, I, uh, a teenager, rather early 20s, I, 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 God was calling me to ministry and I. I was struggling because I, I met every criteria that um, the world said probably um, would disqualify me. I, I hated speaking in front of crowds. I didn't have confidence in my, my speaking ability and all of these things. And I'm just sitting here like, God, you say do what? 
you call me to go where? You're going to use me how? He said, yeah. Because when you see the full manifestation of it, you can't take any of the credit for it. So young people, as you get ready to go through this thing called life, God is going to call you to things that you don't think that you can do by yourself. He's going to call some of you guys, and I know you're saying it right now, I don't want to go back to school. I'm tired of biology. I'm tired of chemistry. I, I Listen, I'm not going back to school. But somewhere around 26, God is going to say, listen, there's a master's degree that I need you to go and get, and you're going to be like, man, you're crazy. I, I, I got a kid now. I, I, life has started now. There, there, there's no way in the world that I can do this. Many of us that are sitting in here right now, we're not doing those things because we've looked at life's experiences and we've allowed those things to say, well, we, we can't do that now because we got too many other things going on. But I believe this word that if God calls you to it, he's going to work it out. He's going to bring you everything that you need to make this thing come to pass. You have to simply start with the Yes. If you notice, as I finish with these stories, every last one of these stories, before they could walk in the full manifestation, and watch this, even some of the clues and evidence of what God was going to do and how he was going to do it, it all first started with the yes. That's the way that God works oftentimes. God, God and sometimes I wrestle with him because he'll be like, yo, I need you to do this. And I'm like, okay, can you give me some more details? I'm like, nah. I just need you to do it. I'm like, okay, that's cool and all, but can you just kind of give me the first steps? Nah. But, okay, I tell you what, I'll do it only if you tell me how this thing is going to work out. He's like, no. No. I need a yes. I need a yes. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to get back to my points and try to hurry to a close because I believe that God is going to do something awesome at the end of this message where there are going to be some people who are going to they're, they're going to say yes. We've been signing a sign over there that says, I'm saying yes. And watch this. If I can be real and transparent, some of us have signed that sign, and we did it um, in, the, in the natural, but, but we haven't moved in the spiritual realm. And we said we we're going to say yes, but God is like, okay, let's move, and some of us are still sitting there. We'll deal with that later. But right now, guys, I believe that there's some of us that God has a door of blessings that are waiting. And the password to it is simply yes. God, God if you if I say yes, this door will open up and behind this door, they're going to be blessings. You don't believe me? Go back and read Genesis chapter 12 this week. You don't believe me? Listen to Gideon and, and you'll see in Judges how God took somebody who had doubted himself earlier, but yet he, were able, he was able to use 300 men and defeat a group of people who he had no business fighting. But all of it started with the yes. And the last one is this. In the book of Isaiah, our young people, you, you know, life, life is kind of funny. Sometimes you, you, when you're young, you're, 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 you're um, adventurous. You, you, you know, any, anything that God calls you to, you just jump and do it. But then as you go through life and life happens to you, sometimes if you're not careful, you'll get to a place where you say, uh, the last time I went and I spoke to that young group of people, it didn't work out so well. For some of us who have a, 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 a deep testimony, the, the, the last time I shared this personal stuff about me, Somebody used it against me. The last time I was, I was, I was gung-ho for God, and I, and I wanted to do it, and I told God I was going to do it, but as soon as I did it, it, it seemed like all hell broke loose. 
So God, I want to say yeah, but what happened has now paralyzed me and it's preventing me from saying yes again. But in Isaiah, the Lord was speaking and he said, um, whom shall I send? And Isaiah jumped up and he raised his hand and he said, send me. I'll go. I'll go. You don't have to look any further. I'll go. One of the things that I'll carry throughout the rest of my life is one of the things my big brother said. He said, it would be a tragedy for you to get to heaven and meet the person that does what God called you to do, but you didn't say yes to. I don't think you guys understand the weight of such a powerful statement. But I carry that with me everywhere I go, that no matter how scary my yes may be, I want to be able to say yes to God because the last thing I want to do is walk there and the person say, listen, man, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, they talked about me for probably the first month, but you ought to see how God came in and made a prepared a table in, pre in the presence of my enemies. They scandalized my name, but you, you, you won't believe just two months later, he made my enemies <laughs> my footstool. Yeah, 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 I went through some stuff, but I promise you, <laughs> the thing that God did, it made it all worthwhile. So, young people, I'll leave you with this. Never leave your desire to say yes. Don't let life happen and cause you to not say yes. I think some of my best yeses happened after my life was in a mess. Because I was able to sit back and witness the power of God, the love of God, the grace of God operate in such a way that it blew my mind because I knew that I didn't deserve anything that he was doing. But it was a testament that he knew my name. He knew my name. And so what I want to do is this. I, I want to close with the last one. He wasn't in that three, but they said 32 generations he came down. Just to say yes. He was born into this world simply to say yes. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when he had a flesh moment, as I like to call him, and young people, college, uh, high school graduates, what have you, um, I want you to make a note of that. Call them flesh moments. You're going to have them. You're going to have them, and it's okay. You're going to have a flesh moment where you're going to have to try to make a decision, and you're going to struggle, and you may not even make the right decision. I've made some of them. Don't allow that to cause you to stop pursuing God. When some of you guys go off to college, some of you guys I heard say it's at Clemson. Some of you guys, you're, you're going off to these different places. And you've, you listen to some of the college graduates that walk through here, the one, especially when I had to jump on the stage to hug. If you take a moment and you talk to him, he'll tell you, listen, man, you know, I, I, I didn't do everything right, but yet God was still with me. I, I, I had some flesh moments, but God was still with me. And it didn't negate anything that God called me to. So to my graduates, you're going to have those moments. Pastor Kevin told you, you still got a place that you can come home to. 
if something happens and you're not, just come back home, we'll love you back to wholeness. That's what we're called to do. 32 generations, he came down simply to say yes. He came down to say yes, and in his yes, it took him to a rugged cross. He began to speak these words. He says, um, I'm going to be beaten. I'm going to go through a cricket trial. I know everything that's going to be laid before me, but my answer is still yes. I know I don't deserve anything that's about to happen, but I'm still going to say yes. They're going to mock me. They're going to whip me up a hill, but I'm still going to say yes. Because I know everybody in here's name. And if I don't say yes, there's no way they can get back to the Father. That's the ultimate yes. The ultimate yes. And so there's some people in here, and I, I, I just want to pray. And I just want us to have a time of ministry. And God is stirring some things in the hearts of some people. If you could sit where I am, the, the, the graduates got it. They were attentive, they were looking, and they, they, they were locked in, so they got it. But my, 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 my desire is to know that the rest of us got it. You were born to go. Don't stay where you are. Don't let what happened stop you from going. Jesus knew the rest of the story, and he still went. He knew everything that was going to happen. When he sat in the garden of Gethsemane, he said, Lord, if there's any other way, let this cup pass me. But if not, let your will be done. Let your will be done. So I want to pray, and I want to pray a release over the people that are here that are stagnant, that are not moving because of life experiences. And I want to give you an opportunity to talk to God and allow God to be God in your life and let you know that everything is forgiven and all is well, and he still wants you to say yes. He still needs you to say yes. And my grandmother said this as I sat at that table. I said, Grandma, I believe he's calling me to ministry. And she said, baby, there's people that are waiting on you to say yes. How long will you make them wait? And at that moment, I had no other choice but to say yes. Because I didn't want them waiting on me. I wanted to be in position to be waiting on them. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you've called us to go into all of the world, teaching people about your goodness. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to hear from you, to challenge us that there are going to be things that we may not know all the details about, but that's okay. We, we, we may not know the whole story or can see the whole picture, but, but, but that's okay, God. Because if we trust in you, we can lean on your word, and your word says in Luke 1 and 37, there's nothing is impossible with you. So, God, we're trusting you today. We're leaning on you today. Father, we're asking for our graduates that as they go throughout life and they do this thing called life, They'll be like the, uh, the people in Psalms 121 that says, I'll lift up my eyes into the hills from which cometh my help, because all of my help cometh from the Lord. God, allow their minds and their eyes to be fixated on you, that before the difficult season even arises, they know that they have a Savior. 
They know they have an advocate. They know that they have a healer. They know that they have a redeemer. They, they know that they have someone that will stand in the gap for them. Allow them to go out and set this world on fire. God, I'm praying that these young people that we've celebrated today, God, that this be a group that will start a revival in this world. God, we're praying that they don't have to be uh, pastors and teachers, but even in the workforce where you send them to, God, uh, allow their love for you, God, to radiate in such a way that they'll set that place on fire for your glory. God, don't allow life to beat them up and cause them to think that you can't use them. God, allow them to know that you've never left them, nor have you forsaken them, but you said that you'll be with them always, even until the end. Walk with them, God. God, hide them like the mother bird underneath your wing when times get tough. Protect them, oh God, from the fiery darts of the enemy. Allow their purpose to be fulfilled here in the earth. God, allow that kingdom to come. Uh, allow them, God, to stir up the heavens, God, that this world be made better because of them. God, you just set something loose. You, you've just released something, God, into the world to do some amazing things. God, give us elders the opportunity to see the fruit that's going to come from what they are about to do. And now, God, I turn my heart and my prayer and my attention to those that are seated here, that, seated here that you've called them to do something. But life got in the way. You called them to leave a certain place and go into a new season of their lives, but, but they were afraid of walking in it because they didn't have the confidence and they didn't have the courage. But God allowed today. What better day than today to be the day that as the graduates walk in their purpose that we get behind them and walk in ours. And God, I pray now for the ones, the elders that are here, and they've allowed their, their, their uh, imperfections to doubt what they're capable of. God, remind them that Caleb, even when he received this mountain, he was still as strong as he was when he first received the promise. Allow us to close our ears to what the naysayers have said, but to turn our attention towards you. That we can see you in such a fresh way, God, that when you begin to speak it, they'll be excited like the prophet Isaiah, and they'll say, send me, Lord, I'll go. Because all of us have been born to go. Jesus led the way. He showed us there may be trials, there may be tribulations along the way. But if we let not our heart be troubled, if we believe in you, then you will see us through. So God, as the stillness of your presence rests on this group, allow that person that's wrestling and they're in a season now where they want to move and say yes. Not in the natural, but in the spiritual realm and they're here and they need a touch from you, God. We decrease that you might increase. Father, minister to their heart right now in whatever way it is that you desire to do it. If it's them coming and bowing before your presence at the altar, God, do it that way. If it's just you wrestling with them right in the seat that they find themselves seated in, do it that way. God, however it is that you want to remove any blockage, any hindrance to them going. Father, do it. Mm. Father, I feel your presence. Father, I feel your Shekinah glory that has fallen in this place. 
Now, God, I ask that you would have your way. Have your way, God. Have your way. Have your way, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're not the label that they put on you. You are a mighty man of valor. You're not what they said about you. You are a mighty woman of God. <laughs> you're not what they've written you off as, but, but, but you're everything that God has made you. You're, you're made in his image. Yeah. 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 Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. And we thank you for your grace. For your word says, my grace is sufficient. God allows to bask in that grace as we love on you, as you love on us. Do these things for us, God. And we'll be careful to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray and ask it all. And the redeemed of the Lord said, amen. 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 And amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise.